the blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast From Our Past podcast. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and a whole lot more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we've got another top 10 episode for you. Adam, these top 10s are actually kind of quickly coming, becoming some of my favorite ones to do, mm-hmm. if not my favorite ones to prep for. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, it's a lot less prep in uh, definitely than our movie prep episodes yeah um but yeah and even the albums you have to you have to go through and listen to the albums jot all your notes and all that kind of stuff yeah these these top tens are probably the easiest to right <laughs> to, right to prep for and i i, I like that too <laughs> uh but especially ones like today where you you know some sometimes you don't really have to do prep you're just sort of listening to opinion um, but this one mm-hmm. I, you do kind of have to go back and listen to some stuff uh we haven't done a top 10 song episode i think in a while so uh, I'm kind yeah. of happy to be going back to this. We are doing the, our top 10 80s one-hit wonders, specifically one-hit yes. wonders, so they can't have had another uh, kind of uh, you know, uh, hit per se, which I don't know, to me, to me means breaking the, the Billboard Top 100. Okay, I want to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> so I did research on I I went in you know, trying to be scientific on this one. And we okay. all know, as you said, the, the definition of a one-hit wonder is being a band or performer, you know, that makes a song that is eventually popular and then they don't have any other other song that, like, really, you know, charts or whatever. They kind of fell off the earth besides that. Right. So, um, in my opinion, I wanted to do... I was doing the exact same thing of no other song that they made, you know, has made any other mark or has done... has, has charted. And, and, and that should make sense. Right. So, I did research i made a list of 25 of like you know my initial list of my 25 80s one hit wonders um you know that are all generically considered one hit wonders and then i did some digging and <laughs> i wanted to verify that these bands were actually one hit wonders uh because in some of the lists that i was looking at you know some of them some of the online because i usually like with these i kind of start with like oh what have other people said i just right. just to kind of re- remind me of okay what are generic uh, you know, things on these lists. So what are some generic eighties one hit wonders? Um, and I was seeing some, some people's lists were just way fucking off uh, where one of them had, some of them counted shit like um, we are the world, which was done by like the, the USA for Africa people, which was like Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney and Stevie right. wonder. And like that, yes, they just came together once, but that's not a fucking one hit wonder. Okay. I agree. I agree. <laughs> And another another list had a fucking George Michael song on there. And I'm like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? George Michael is not a one-hit wonder. Even in his solo career, he's had multiple fucking hits. Right. So anyway, this pissed me off to where I was like, I'm going to do my research <laughs> and I'm going to be scientific. And it's like, nobody can have another uh, song that ha- that is charted into the 100. So I started looking and I found a website that, you know, would give me, you, you look up an artist and it would give you all of their billboard hits you know at the mm-hmm. u.s of the 25 that i looked up only three did not have another song that didn't chart and i'm talking about even like some decent charting where they're like in the top 40 uh okay. for those hits including ones that are extremely established as 80s one hit wonders uh so, so i've decided that 
the term one hit wonder is utter bullshit. <laughs> People don't seem to give a crap about it. Uh, and I just, for my list, I just kind of went with, all right, I went with whoever I feel is basically a generally associated as a one hit wonder that okay. who, that's who made my list because, uh, I can almost guarantee John, if you name a band, I, I'll look it up and be like, yeah, they had another song that hit like number 25. And like, to okay. me, that that's, a, that's kind of a hit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's totally fair. Um, I did yeah. not dive so deep. <laughs> However, yeah. As I was doing it, I kind of was thinking, is there another song I know from them? Because uh, yeah. so- sometimes, oh, I, yeah. I agree, you'll you're, you'll hear ones where someone's like, oh, yeah, that's a one-hit wonder. And then I'll be like, no, because they had this other hit song on the radio. Um, the one, and it's just because this kind of pisses me off that people do this. People associate the band Smash Mouth as a one-hit mm. wonder. They're like, oh, they only had All-Star. No, Walking on the Sun was a big radio hit. Oh, yeah. Then they did they did a song for the Shrek movie too. They did they did the the cover of the monkey song. Yeah, uh, that was a big hit. They I'm, had another song that was on the same album as, as uh, All Star. Oh, yeah, shit, what was the name of it? I can't remember. Um, but I like uh, oh you can't I can't get enough of you, baby. Which uh, okay uh, was also a radio hit. Like I can't. I, I, oh no, no, right. I was, I was just doing it to the tune. I of, can't get I'll, enough of you, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's true. Bum, 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 bum. Anyway. The, to me, they're not a one-hit wonder because I was a yeah. fan of I was a fan of them when Walking on the Sun came out. Yeah, because I I'd, I'd never heard anything like that when that song came out. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And even no. All Star, the, the 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 death of All Star was its oversaturation. Yes, not that it's a absolutely. bad song. It, it's just you know it became a bad song because it was heard everywhere. That's the yeah. problem. According according to this, uh, Walking on the Sun hit number two on the U.S. Hot 100. Yeah. In late so, 90s, I remember that song from my senior year of high school. It was and, all over the radio. And All Star was number four. It got it only peaked at number four. So, yeah, Walking on the Sun was the bigger hit of them. And they had, yeah, they had another one that charted at 27. Uh, and then another one at 11, one at 25. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. So I, I agree with you. I, I agree. I tend to agree that the term one hit wonder is a bullshit term. Yeah. B- basically uh, made up by people who only listen to top 40 radio. And maybe, yeah. maybe that is the definition. Maybe yeah. top 40. But even then you mentioned like in the top 25. Well, yeah. One of them, one of them uh, had a, had a top hit that was number nine on one of these things, uh, which they're, they're on multiple 80s one hit wonders list. And then I saw, yeah, I saw another one that, I think one of their other songs had a number one or was a number one or number two that hit it. That wasn't even their song that they're most well known for. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at my list of, yeah, I, it's uh <laughs> it's, it's all bullshit. <laughs> okay. All right. But we're going to forge on um, yes. with our, with our list. Cause they are basically, if you ask someone to name one of their songs, this is probably going to be the only one yeah. that people can name by memory. It unless is. They were a big now, fan of them. I might. Can I call out the bullshit ones that we go through just to just uh, like to be as that we, guy as we go as we through go them, through? Or, yeah, yeah, of course. The only thing I want to add to this um, is, for me, a lot of the songs that really tickle my fancy, tickle my nostalgia bone. Uh, are ones that I remember listening to on our mom's record player. Yeah. For the majority of these, not all of them, but uh, our mother was a jazzercise instructor, and so she had a fuck ton of 45s, just little singles. Yep. So she had tons of the radio hits um, mm-hmm. because that's what they made jazzercise songs for, et cetera. 
And so I remember growing up and like just going through those 45s and putting them on the record player. And like, that's where I got a huge love of eighties music was from those records. And so that's kind of like, you know, where just for me very personally, uh, my list stemmed from was, Oh man, I remember putting that record on and listening to it. And it was just a fantastic thing. Um, I'm not going to lie with you, Adam, that is also going to play a factor in (laughs) some of my choices. Yeah, so we very likely we could very have some uh, similar songs, but maybe 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 they hit them differently for us. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, so uh, I will mention before we get started, uh, if we end up uh, with any that are the same, and someone is going to have one higher, they'll mention that we have yep. it higher, and we'll wait to talk about it until we get to uh, the higher number. So that way we can have a good back and forth, and mm-hmm. not just one person talking and then the other person talking later. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's start with number 10. I'll go first. Okay. Um, just for why not. Uh, my number 10 uh, actually might be, uh, uh, I, I will say this. My tastes in 80s songs are I tend to go for what I see as some of the quirkier songs. Mm. So a lot of the songs that would have been been on so many people's top 10 lists are probably not going to show up on mine. Not because I think they're bad songs, hmm. but because even though they're good songs and I like them, they're not my favorites. I do tend to like some of the more obscure uh, one-hit wonders. I prefer them over some of the more, um, uh, like, I'll be, I'll be honest, spin me right round. Mm-hmm. Not going to be on my list. Okay. Relax uh, by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Not on my list. Don't like Frankie. Don't like Dead or Alive. I got gotcha. you. Uh, all right. So my number 10 is actually probably my, my own real ballad, per se. Which, uh, which just as a heads up, uh, Dead or Alive, uh, so spin me right round. <laughs> Sorry. It was, was hit number 11 on the charts. Uh, but they also had another hit that hit 15 uh, in 1986, and then two others that were cracked the top 100, or three others that cracked the top 100. Uh, so it's all bullshit. One hit wonders okay. bullshit. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, so my number 10 is kind of the only real ballad uh, that's mm-hmm. that's on there. Uh, there's another song on my list that is a little bit slower, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a ballad per se. I don't know why this song resonates with me, but it, it kind of always has. Even though um, uh, it is, ma- it was actually made Pop, more popular, well, maybe not more popular, but it was used in a movie that took the name of the song uh, in the very early 90s. But I don't know. There's something about the song that always kind of grasped me. I went with the song Toy Soldiers by Martina. Oh, no, Martika. Yeah, Martika. Yeah, I don't remember that song at all. I just listened to it, and I it, it does not resonate with me because I don't remember it. I mean, maybe I heard it when I was younger, but I totally don't know it. Uh, that's okay. Um, it was uh, used in the movie Toy Soldiers uh, uh-huh. with uh, Will Wheaton and Sean Astin, um, which huh. maybe is one that we'll cover in the future, but likely yeah, it'll be one we'll cover because it fits into the, the, to the, the era of, 
uh-huh. our nostalgia, but I've I I know that we didn't watch that movie when we were younger. No, I did. So, I I don't I don't because I don't I don't remember it at all. So I think it's about uh, I think it's about some kids who their school gets taken over by maybe I don't some maybe some Russians I can't remember gets taken <laughs> over by somebody and these kids basically fight them off or something like that. Okay, like a red like yeah, it's a Red Dawn kind of thing. Yeah, and that was my number ten. What about you? Okay, uh, I went with one that definitely you know uh, is it's um it's probably not one that most people think of because it's not as a one hit wonder, but it definitely is, but it's not like a super eighties song. You know, when you think of eighties, eighties has that, you know, either very synth kind of sounds to it. Now this one is, uh, there's, there's definitely using synth, maybe not synthesizers, but they're using, um, you know, computers and, and, uh, other kind of interesting sounds. Uh, this was, this is the only hip hop song on my list, Mm. but it is a fantastic hip hop song that I would dare you not to move. When this one comes on, it's a fantastic song and it's called It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. never associated that with the 80s to me in yeah. my head that's an early 90s song so it, it has that sound though but it came in they came in fresh and they came in early so they were ahead of the curve on that that's a great yeah, they song were. i never would have thought about that but uh you know what that song takes me back to the skating hmm. rink yeah absolutely <laughs> skating we used to go to the skating rink quite a bit as as kids and and uh, yeah. honestly i think that's where i heard a lot of our music um, yeah. it was either our mother's record collection um, mm-hmm. uh, probably something our dad showed us or the skating rink. Those were our big yeah, sort of three true. influencers as far as yes. hearing kind of popular yeah. music. Yeah. I mean, this one came out in 88, so it was a little, it was later, you know, in there, but, uh, but you know, it's, they were, they have a, it was a good flow in there and mm-hmm. it's so fucking catchy. And just like the the different kind of samples of, of the different sound, the different noises or, or different like vocal, the, Ooh, Yeah. It's just so fucking good, man. That song, that is song catchy. is very catchy. Oh, now see, now I'm gonna have to go download that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our number nine. Uh, my number nine, I actually kind of remember where I first heard them. They were actually a musical guest on uh, Saturday Night Live. Okay. Uh, kind of that sort of the late '80s when uh, you know, like Phil Hartman got on and. Some of the stuff when I really started to watch uh, Saturday Night Live, um, and I remember seeing them and, and really digging on this song. Uh, and I, I can't remember if they did have any other radio hits. I'm sure you'll tell me if they did, uh, but this is the one I remember the most, and it is by the band Midnight Oil, and it's called "Beds Are Burning." Can we dance when our work is turning? 
Yeah, they were a very popular Australian band. I know that song. I know that song. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. It's definitely not on my list. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you, yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not hitting us. Um, Midnight Oil had. They were really popular in Australia, so they had multiple. I think probably number ones in Australia. But at, other than Beds Are Burning, the highest they charted was forty-seven. Okay. So. They had a couple, just two others in the uh, charts. Uh, one thing to let you know about Martika. Uh, Martika, Toy Soldiers, was a number one U.S. hit, but she had a 18. She had a song that charted 18, another one that hit 25, one that hit 10, uh, okay. and then one that hit 93. So, <laughs> I mean, even though, yeah, we remember, it's it's all bullshit, ladies and gentlemen, but fuck <laughs> it. If that's all you remember, if you only remember Toy Soldiers, good for you. Um, no, Midnight Oil, that's a good song. Or, sorry, Midnight Oil is a good band. Uh, beds are burning. Good song. Uh, what's on your list? Yeah, you definitely kind of seem to like the weirder shit because I think these yeah. two are kind of the, the weirder stuff. Oh, just just wait. I'm just getting started. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. My number nine is a song that honestly I didn't know this band or I couldn't. I didn't even. This isn't one that I initially thought of uh, when I was doing my list until I started like looking at some lists and be like, you know, this song keeps popping up. What the fuck is it? Uh, and I listened to it. It's like, oh, God, yes. I've heard this song a million times. It's such a good song. And honestly, it doesn't even really scream. Maybe it screams 80s. To me, it. yeah, I guess it kind of does. But it is. It's a song. It, it's. I think probably you start listening to it and you might think it's, oh, Rick Springfield, Jesse's Girl or something. But it's an absolutely just a good kind of 80s rock song. Uh, when you listen to the lyrics. Oh, sorry. I, I forgot. I don't. I don't want to mention too much about it because you might have it higher on the list. Anyway, my number nine is "Your Love" by The Outfield. Not on my list. Not on your list. Okay. That's a great song. It's just, Josie's on a vacation far away. And it just, it yeah. just screams good rock song. And you still listen to it and you still jam out. And this got some like kind of creepy lyrics when you really listen to it. Of just like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> uh, you know, with this kind of stuff. But it's a, it's a fantastic song. Uh, and that's why it made my number nine. All right, that is a great song, though. I I do yep. enjoy that song. I, that's not one I skip when it's when it comes on. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's hard to skip it. All right, so my number eight is actually a cover of a. It's a song. It was uh done by the version that I'm talking about is the American version. Uh, it was a cover of a song by a Austrian artist. It has a very German title. Uh, my number eight is Der Kommissar.
You're talking about um, the band After the Fire. After the Fire, yes, which was a cover of a uh, Austrian artist by the name of Falco. Yes, who also could make this list for his own song. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is of course Rocky. Yes, um, uh, After the Fire did not did not make my list. Okay, um, I've always loved this song. Um, I just love the different sort of uh, just the, the different flow of the song. I've listened to the Falco version. I much prefer the After the Fire version. I agree. I, I did the same thing. But I, you know, it's just a fun song, and, it and is. maybe maybe I'm influenced by my recent trip to Germany. But I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, this song would have made my list even before I went. When I found out, and actually was just doing this research, I found out that Falco originally wrote that song and performed it, and it, it and his version hit number one like in multiple European right. countries, but it didn't chart at all in the U.S. And so after the fire, redid it, and I listened to both, just like yeah, and absolutely. His version isn't as good. He also sings a lot of German into it, um, kind of mixes German and English at some point. But the After the Fire version is much better. And it also, it's better paced, too. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, So, that's that's a good call. I like like that song. Okay. Cool. You're number eight. All right. My number eight very well might be higher on your list. Well... With all the weird stuff that you're giving me so far, <laughs> it might not because, as you mentioned, this is this is uh, a song that is probably much much higher on other people's lists. Um, but it is a staple of '80s one-hit wonders. My number eight is "Iran" by Flock of Seagulls. I have that higher. Okay, all right, then that'll be that. All right. So it uh, it is kind of uh, uh, fortuitous that we talked about uh, Falco because mm-hmm. my number seven is Rock Me Amadeus by Falco. <laughs> Rock me, I'm a deus, I'm a deus. That's good. I mean, I listen to that 45 all the time, but it still didn't make my list. <laughs> oh, for shame, Adam, for shame. It's a good one. It's a it's good a one. It made great my great song. It made my initial 25, if that helps. Okay. It made my initial sure. 25. So um, Again, I, I do tend to like this one of these weirder songs. So, um, yeah. But uh, I think the Germans, the Germans have gotten into your brain, John, that's for sure. <laughs> No, this this that song would have made my list regardless. It's not yeah. like I pulled some sort of obscure German one. Um, yeah, I was gonna say you're which, gonna tell me is fuck is Nina is Nina next? Oh my god! Like you're just, and they're oh, just gonna keep so coming. I want to tell you a funny story. I was yeah. in a uh, kind of a sort of a, a pseudo barbecue joint in Berlin, mm-hmm. and they were playing a bunch of '80s music, and Nina came on, and I get this weird look on my face. And uh, my wife's cousin kind of looks at me. He's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, that's 99 Luftballons, but they're playing the English version. Oh, they were. (laughs) (laughs) And they had some sort of like radio station on or whatever. But I was Uh like, what the hell? We're in Germany. I'm like, first of all, this is the most like quintessential German song that an American would know. Yes. 
And yeah. they're playing the English version, not the German <laughs> version, which I much prefer the German version over the English version. Because the, yeah. the the flow of the lyrics, the way that she the way that she forms them, makes more sense or sounds better to my ear mm-hmm. is German than it actually does in English. Because it it just felt like the English version was forced, like they yeah. they had to make a translation, and it it, it just doesn't quite work. Anyway, yeah. um, so yeah, my number seven was Falco, which technically speaking is not really a one hit wonder because he had multiple hits in Germany, uh, just not in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, Rockman Amos was the number one hit. He did have a number 18 hit from that same album, which was uh, probably his next biggest. I mean, a lot of these people, I think I think what fucks up, you know, that whole mentality is you have a really huge hit. Your next song you put out, people are going to be gravitated towards it. So I think it ends up boosting the ratings right. in Billboard just because it's like, oh, it's the Rock Me Amadeus guy's next song. And, yeah. and so that just kind of bumps up. I think, um, and you know what? Maybe it reached a chart for like it only reached it for like a week, yeah, and then died off yeah. for two weeks. That's I think you know may- what? That's, maybe yeah, the, that's the peak. Yeah, maybe maybe the true test is whether or not it ended up in the year end one hundred. Yeah, maybe, and, and not just the know. week. So maybe, yeah, fair maybe enough. That's maybe that's something we'll to consider. Yeah, so, eh, eh, I don't want eh. to do that much research. <laughs> yeah, too late. Okay. All right, all right. So that's my number seven. What do you got? All right, I have got uh, well. Speaking with all this German stuff, uh, you know, I obviously, I guess, you know, we had a lot of German influences. Now, for me, it wasn't necessarily this German singer, but this song, which actually has had a lot of resurgence lately, thanks to uh, Dustin and his girlfriend singing it in the most recent season of Stranger Things. Uh, but for me, this song, and it ties so well with the German movie that was filmed in Germany that you recently saw the flying luck dragon, uh, in person. I did. I'm going with the song never ending story by Lamal with Beth Anderson. Yep. Did that not, not make your list? No, it didn't make my list. For some reason, okay. like I didn't consider uh, strictly movie songs. Okay. Well, the never. I mean, it, it it charted. I think it hit seventeen or something. So it made okay. the charts. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a, a fair assumption. You know, it made the charts. It would have had radio play. Um, yeah. I it just, for some reason that didn't come into my head at all. Well, yeah. Well, I fucking love this song. It's. I mean, it's. A, of a movie that I absolutely adore, adore enough that, you know, we both adore it. We made it our first thing that we ever talked about in this podcast. Um, and this song is so fucking good. Uh, now the only somewhat controversy here is the lead singer, Lamal. Uh, he could potentially be on this list twice because wow. he was also the lead singer of a band called Kajagoogoo or Kajagoogoo. Oh yeah. So, so no, technically, you know, he has charted multiple times, but Ch- Kajigugu charted, and they're a one-hit wonder with one song that they've done. Uh, but then he also, on his solo career, 
charted with never ending story yeah uh, so anyway i do want to clear something up so the falcor mm-hmm. that we saw was not the one from the movie it was made it didn't look like it it, it was made specifically uh for the uh tour that we were on okay however we did see the actual head of the turtle that was used <sighs> in the movie yeah, Morla, I think the name was. Morla, yeah. Um and they also yeah. had a few like other things like cost the, the 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 snail rider his costume. Oh, nice. They they had that and they had a few other like smaller things, but as far as like big props, the most thing we saw was the head of the turtle, which honestly is about the size of a beach ball. Okay. <laughs> so it's a lot smaller than you'd think yeah. if they were using a model for it. Yeah, of course. But uh, anyway, that that part was was cool. Cool. Um, just it was funny because the the lady giving the tour was like, you know, all these movies that have been made here, most of which I'd never heard of, because um, they were all German movies. Yeah. How, however, uh, actually, their biggest soundstage was specifically made for a movie that was shot there that we might actually talk about because I I remember watching it hmm. and loving the movie, which was the movie Enemy Mine. Oh yeah, it was a Louis Gossett Jr. Oh no no no, it's that Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr. He played. And the Gossett, okay, yeah 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 yeah. Uh, so their biggest soundstage was actually made for that movie. Okay, very cool. So, All right, that's solid. That was interesting. So anyway, right. uh, where are we? Yeah, <laughs> we just finished my number seven. Uh, also, if anybody out there wants to look at someone with really crazy '80s hair, go look at a picture of Lamal from the '80s. Uh, <laughs> and he, the guy is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number six um, is a song that we grew up with. Uh, it is a song that we often heard because it was a favorite of our father. This one is higher on my list. Oh, I don't even have to say it. <laughs> you don't even have to say it. It's higher All on right. my then list. I, then I'm not even going to say it and, and hope that okay. you're right. I'm not even going to say yeah. it and hope that you're right. <laughs> okay. All right, so your number six. My number six is a very classic 80s one-hit wonder. Um, it, it's it's probably made, it probably pissed off a lot of people. Well, not a lot of people, but only certain people who had the specific phone number of 8675309. My number six is Jenny by Tommy Two-Tone. Okay, that is a great song. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe, uh, maybe Adult John had a little bit of influence in not putting on the list because I'm kind of sick of that song. Yeah, <laughs> so, valid. Um, also, because I play that song in the band I play with, and I'm okay, so I'm kind of sick of that song. Um, it is a great song, but I, it's it's it didn't make my list. It's not one I go yeah. back to over and over and over and over again, unless okay. forced, it- unless forced to. Yeah, it's it's fantastic though. I mean, it's a good rocking song. Yes. It has probably been overplayed throughout the years. Um, you're probably right there, but uh, it's so fun. Uh, I had uh, a friend, Jenny, uh, Jenny Askery, who I'm sure does not listen to this podcast, but, you know, whatever. That's her problem. Um, but I she I used to work with her, and me and another buddy, any time we would walk by her, we would either sing this song and, you know, 
Jenny, Jenny, who can I turn to? Either this or there was another song called Jenny by Walk the Moon where it said, Jenny's got a body just like an hourglass. Uh, and so we would <laughs> sing that. We'd sing either one of these two songs to her like every day. Um, so it just makes me happy. But, so, yeah. so she hated you. Probably. I haven't really kept in touch with her after I moved away from Denver. That's probably because she just really got sick of me. I bet that was exactly it. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So we're on to number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So my number five was one you mentioned already, and it's "I Ran" by a Flock of Seagulls. I walk along the This, to me, is one of the quintessential 80s one-hit wonder songs. Um, yes. It's a great song. Everyone every, you know, everyone sings along with it when they come on. Um, my kids love this song. Yeah. Um, uh, I've, I've tried, actually, to kind of get them into 80s. I play a lot of 80s playlists while they're in the car, mostly because most of the songs that are on my 80s playlist um, are safe <laughs> for them to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they've actually some of my favorite uh, '80s songs, including actually several that are on this list, have become favorites of theirs because I love listening to them so much. I'm slowly turning my kids into Stranger Things. Uh, all right, what what do you uh, what about you? Didn't really get a chance to talk about the song, so no. Uh, well, I mean, very similar to you, like the way you put it, quintessential. 80s song and not even just a quintessential 80s one hit wonder this is a quintessential 80s song and if if you are making an 80s playlist this song is on there yeah absolutely agreed. and if it's so. not on there you don't know the 80s yeah <laughs> first of all probably one of the most unique and recognizable hairstyles was the i believe mm-hmm. the bass player um with the yeah. i don't i don't even know how to describe it um, it yeah. looked like some sort of spaceship. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like the front was spiked out, and the sides were spiked up and around to where they made like a curl. And mm. I mean, if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, I, you may not have lived through the '80s. Uh, <laughs> True. Because uh, anytime I've seen a parody, somebody parroting the '80s as a style, that's the hairstyle they go with. Always, every single time. <laughs> So, yep. uh, but itself, it's a great song. Uh, it's it a is. fun, it's a fun pick me up song. Um, it's funny when I play this song, I catch my son in the back seat, like pretending to run, <laughs> like he's moving his arms, he's like running. he's running in the yeah. car. <laughs> yep, very cute. I think it had like another kind of resurgence. I believe it was on the soundtrack for was it Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which oh, yeah, has yeah. an awesome game. Yeah, and like that was the used. I think that song specifically was used in like the trailer for the video game and it shit was. like that. I totally yeah. remember that. Yep. And it's, I mean, it's great. It's fantastic. Cool. Okay. Uh, all right. What um, is your number five? My number five is a song. It might be on your list. I'd be actually, I'd be kind of surprised if it's on your list. Cause this one, cause you're like in a lot of the weird stuff. And this song is maybe just perfect 
pop for perfection. It is so perfect pop perfection. Whatever. It's it's just it's so much fun. It just I cannot smile. I cannot feel good when I'm listening to Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. It is not on my list. Okay. Um, but yes, um, that was, uh, I have probably memories of our mother playing that song quite yep. a bit, uh, especially because I think she used it for her, her jazzercise routines. Yeah. She, yep. She, there was definitely, we had the record of this one. Absolutely. With most of these. Um, but, and I absolutely remember listening to that. It was so much fun. Hell, when I listen to that, when I hear the song, it just, I can't not kind of just bob my head or just start kind of swaying or whatever. I just smile. And you know, the song screams like fun montage to me. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it totally does. Um, it yeah. is kind of it's a happy-go-lucky song, but it's not like yeah. it's not sickening. It's fun. It's it's yes. easy to listen to. You know, it's upbeat. Uh, I don't yeah. I don't shy away from it when it comes on the radio or if it comes on you know my my, my playlist or something like that. Uh, yep. It's it is uh, it is it is a great choice. It is a great choice. Yeah. Number four. Uh, number four. For some reason, I had a feeling that no, my number four might be on your list. It it could still be on your list. Um, but for some reason, I, I kind of associated with you loving the song, and I don't know why. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. wrong. Um, but because it because it is a we- kind of a weirder song. It's uh, this as far as I know, it's this re- this guy's only real hit. And I think what makes the song is that the chorus. Everyone assumed he sang the chorus until you realize it was Michael Jackson. Uh, I mm-hmm. went with "Somebody's Watching Me" by Rockwell's my number four. I'm just an average man. It, it barely did not make my list. Okay. <laughs> barely. I, I don't know. I've always loved this song. Um, yeah. It is, it's kooky. It's funny. The 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 music video is weird, but yep. it screams 80s, and it's a totally it listenable does. song. No, I mean, this one is, is so much fun. And, yeah, I love Michael Jackson, and so I do appreciate this song. And for mostly, like most people, that chorus is so fucking catchy and it's sung yeah. so well because it's MJ. This was one that I originally put on like, you know, my, I, I built a iTunes playlist and started like ordering stuff, like listening to one after the other. I was like, okay, I like this one better than that one. And just kind of like Rockwell just ended up kind of getting pushed farther and further down until where he became 11. Right. Uh, and so he didn't end up making it, but he was like my number one uh, honorable mention. So, yeah. Okay. So, All right. Cool. That's a good, Love, love me some Rockwell, but when you're like, when you're listening, listen to him, like 
kind of sing or whatever he's doing. Right. <laughs> he's, it's it's very 80s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Number four. Um, this one very well might be on your list. It was a very popular song in uh, in the 80s, and it's a very popular one-hit wonder. And actually, I think even... I think VH1 named it their greatest one-hit 80s one-hit wonder of all time. So I don't want to talk too much because it might be on your list. My number four is "Come On Eileen" by Dexie's Midnight Runners. on my list oh okay bit of a surprise bit of a surprise because it is people love that song i like the song don't love yeah. the song okay well i mean i do i love it i mean i love it enough to be number four that's a that's a good good listening it's a fun song it's like i don't know it's kind of like one of those karaoke songs or something that you get playing or like it just starts playing and the entire bar has to sing with you right it's just it's i a do fun i will say this song. um my favorite part of the song is that sort of breakdown part in the middle where it slows yeah. down um Come and on. Yeah. Aline Tallurie, come on. Aline Tallurie, now you have shown. Now you have grown. Aline. I don't know the rest. When that song comes, or that part of the song comes on, I sing the background part all the way through because it gets faster and faster. And that, to me, that's the fun part to sing because by the end, you're like, come on. Aline Tallurie, 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 Tallurie. And so that it's more fun to sing the background part of that. So, but I mean, like that's I said, I, I like that song. Don't love it. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, okay. So we're on a top three. Looking at my list, I don't think that any of them are going to be on your list. My number oh, okay. one might be on your list, but I'm almost proof positive that number three and number two for me are not going to be on your list. Okay. Um, Interesting. Number three is a song that actually my love for this song came from a TV commercial hmm. that was on in kind of the, the kind of the late '80s and mostly well known in the '90s, but it is an '80s song. While uh, to be fair, I think the nostalgia for it might have been rooted in the '90s. Um, it's an '80s song, so it had to go onto this list because it's mm-hmm. an '80s. Uh, hit song and honestly people really I think only know it for the commercial uh, so that in itself I'm not even sure this song was a radio hit but damn it I love it <laughs> and it's definitely a one hit wonder because I don't recognize anything else that this uh, person put out or I think it's a person mm-hmm. and for a long time it was basically the theme song to the mouthwash Listerine I went with the song Tarzan Boy by Baltimore Nowhere. On my own, like Tarzan boy, hide and seek, 
one oh that's a great so much fun (laughs) it's a fun song it's totally a fun song to listen to yes it is i love this song every time it comes on i sing along with it dry my kids don't really like this one so it drives them crazy which makes me sing (laughs) which makes me sing even louder that's awesome no i'm with you this is a good one this did not make my list you're right uh but it is a fun song to sing along to that that you know the Tarzan part that he's singing is just is so much fun. It's good shit. Yeah. Um, and it's so. actually, I mean, it's very sort of new wave sounding with the synths that are using. If you listen to, most people only know the chorus because that's what was mm-hmm. used in the, uh, it was what's used in the commercial. Um, but if you listen to the rest of the song, it totally sounds very 80s, very synth poppy and, and sort of new yeah. wavy and stuff. So, all yeah. right, you're number three. Cool. My number three, uh, I'd be shocked if my number three made your list. Um, it is a song, it's a good kind of like rockin' 80s song, and there's just, there's so much passion sung by the artist. It, it honestly kind of sounds almost very, almost Journey-esque when you listen to it. Um, it actually came from a movie. Uh, it was uh, the title song for a movie that actually I've never even seen, which is strange enough for an 80s movie. Um, but my number three is St. Elmo's Fire, or... Quote in parentheses, Man in Motion by John Parr. That is a great song. I do love that it, song. I listen to the song. Oh. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I considered putting that one on my list, but uh, mm-hmm. to me, it just I don't listen to it as much as some of the other ones that were on my list. So gotcha. it would have it pushed down, but that one probably would have been a solid like maybe 11, 12, 13 on my list because yeah. I do enjoy cool. that song. There's there's so much passion that it sings with that one. It's just so much fun. It's just a good goddamn song um that yeah i i specifically remember listening to the 85 of this one or sorry not 85 the 45 uh that mom had and i just i that's where i fell in love with this song and i i never i didn't hear it all that much you know on the radio or whatnot but like this it's a great song and i think it deserves more play uh than it you know that it gets i agree i think that's a song i i've learned to appreciate more as an adult than i did as a kid Mm mm-hmm and maybe yeah. that's what pushed that off kind of off my list a little bit. But gotcha. It's a great it is a great song. I do love listening to it. So uh, number two, uh, number two. And I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of backstory. Uh, I learned to love this song. I mentioned it before uh, going to the skating rink was something that we did a lot as kids. Uh, we mm-hmm. uh, because uh, our per- parents divorced pretty early. Um, uh, we did have to go to kind of a. 
uh, kind of a daycare center and after school place because uh, our, our mom had to work late. So uh, one of the activities that would they would do sometimes, um, even during the school year, but a lot, especially during the summer, was they would take us to the skating rink. And you go, mm-hmm. you rent your skates, and you just, they, you know, they let you skate out your energy. You usually skate mm-hmm. in a circle to the music. <laughs> and this song was kind of a scape, staple of the skating rink. And I might re- being remember this more because I, I don't know if you went as much as I did to the skating rink initially because I was older. Yeah. Because yeah. when we first started going to the uh, to the daycare center there, I know you were very young. Mm-hmm. Um, you were very young when we first moved down to Georgia. So, And maybe I remember this from the earlier years of the skating rink as opposed to the later ones. Um, but I love the song, and it kind of disappeared for a while because I, you know, I didn't know who had sang it. You know, the the internet was not prevalent for a long time. But I loved the song, so when I could start looking up the song, I immediately, uh, especially, you know, pretty much when downloads were available, I downloaded the song, perhaps illegally on Napster first. <laughs> I'm not going to say. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. Um, but I, just something about the song. It's really funky, and uh, a lot of people... If I if I named it or if I told you the name of the band, you probably would have no idea. But I bet if you listen to the song, you'll recognize it. And that is the song "Walk the Dinosaur" by Was Not Was. Yeah, no, I definitely remember. Get on the floor, everybody walk the dinosaur. Yeah, I, I know that song. That's okay. a good song. I love that yeah. song. Also, that song has become my daughter's favorite. Nice. <laughs> it's a fun. That's a fun one, man. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't make my list. It's a good okay. song, though. I like that choice. I'm cool. I, I am all for walk the dinosaur. Uh, all right, so. uh, your deuce, sir. My deuce. I'm gonna drop. A big black deuce on you, John, uh, because <laughs> is, is this, it a, I believe, is it a black velvet deuce? It's a black. It's a velvety deuce. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my number two, which I believe was your number six. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Uh, is as you put it, um, a song that our father introduced us, probably introduced us to it, but it's probably it's probably one of his favorite songs of all time. Yeah. So uh, it, it's Black Velvet by Alana Miles. Everything's 
Uh, um, it's such a cool, yeah. soulful, bluesy song. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound very 80s, but it, it I believe it was like 89, I think, when it came yeah. out. So yeah, it came out in 89. So it, yeah. you know, it just barely makes the cut. But um, it's, oh, it's, it's so nice to listen to just... Uh, she's got a great voice. I mean, honestly, it's it's like Velvet. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, yeah. it really is like Velvet. So, um, I I you know, it's one of those ones where I think maybe when we were kids, we were like, okay, not this song again. But as yeah. I get older and <laughs> yes. appreciate and appreciate music more, um, it's a song I go back to because I appreciate yeah. it for for the song for the good song that it is. Yeah, no, that was a perfect way to put it. Yeah, because I feel like I felt like we were forced to listen to that song all the damn time from Dad. <laughs> but then, yeah, as I got older, like this is a song that I pro- probably more than any of them on my the rest of this list, I will go back and listen to just to listen to the song because it's a really really good song. The rest of the list is very you know eighties feel. This right. is just a fucking kick ass, really soulful blues country song. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. It's actually one of my go-to karaoke songs. Oh, so, okay. So uh, I'll, I'll go sing it every now and then. So, so I also kind of appreciate it from that stance. But it's just, it's such a good song that even though it's not super screaming 80s, it's just so good that I had to put it high on my list. All right. That is fair. So, um, cool. In truth, I, maybe I should have put it a little bit higher, but I, yeah. I put it pretty middle middle of the pack, which is probably yeah, no. I think where it goes that's for good. me. It's still so. major top ten out of all of the many songs. Yes, uh, I made a top ten, so that's good. So, all right, uh, big number one. I don't think that we're going to have the same number one. I'll be a little surprised. I, I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember if there was any other song I had that you said was higher. I think Black Velvet was the only one. That was was the uh, only one, and, and then yeah. So and then I talked about Iran. So yeah. So either yeah. we have the same number one or completely different number ones. Mm-hmm. Um. So, all right. So my number one is also a cover. Uh. Mm-hmm. It's it was it was both versions of the song came out in the eighties. Both versions were popular. My version I think was a little bit more popular and also is the version I prefer. It was actually done by an Australian band who was popular in Australia, so you can't call them a one-hit wonder f- for that. However, this yeah. is really, this was their only, I believe this is their only charted song in the U.S. I could be wrong. Um, but it was, uh, the original band that did it was a band called Lips Inc., which was pronounced like mm-hmm. Lips Inc., um, but it was done by the band Pseudo Echo. I prefer their their very 80s synth version of the song Funky Town.
I'm with you. We had actually, and both of those songs came out in the eighties. Uh, Funky town came out in 87 and uh, the lips incorporated came out in 1980, but we had the record for the pseudo echo version. Yes. And that's why I also prefer that version. It did not make my, my list. It's not okay. my number one, Okay, but it was one I absolutely thought about. They actually did have another song that charted to hit number 57. Uh, it was a song was it, that came out. Was it listening? No, it's called loving in a dream. Oh, okay. Uh, and so it's, it's the only other song that seems to have charted in the U S um, but, and it, it only hit like 57. So it wasn't like super high, Right. but dude, I'm with you. Pseudo, pseudo echo better than lip sync done. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a fantastic song. Yeah. Uh, also, and I, this this is not influenced my. This is because it's because of how much I listen to this these songs. Uh, Funky Town has become my son's favorite song. Oh, nice. So, and it's just because I love these. <laughs> I love my one and two songs are ones that I love a lot, so I listen to them a lot. Um, yeah. So it's just they've been they've been exposed to it. Um, I will say this: I've fairly recently I've gone, and it's actually kind of hard to find. I've gone and listened to some of Pseudo Echo's uh, kind of original 80s stuff. You can't actually find their albums on iTunes. So you have to hmm. go find I found actually I found them on YouTube. They're sort of the original Australian releases. Uh, if you love New Wave, it is a they are a solid New Wave hmm. band. Um, I actually okay. uh, I believe it was their debut album that I think came out in like 84 or 85 and I cannot remember the name of it. I listened to the album all the way through and really enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, it's a lot of synth. Um, you know, it's a lot of sort of synth pop, but, um, if you love that sort of new wave, new wave synth pop sound, uh, go look up pseudo echo and some of their other stuff that, uh, that wasn't per se, like, you know, wasn't, uh, funky. In fact, funky town, they originally just released as a single because the lead singer loved the song. And then they re-released, I believe their second album, later to include funky town on the album okay so nice. ri- originally it was just a single and then they they re they re-released their album for it um, but I, I i love it it's actually quite a long version but because uh, the the song itself is like almost five or six minutes long Jeez, yeah that, that is long for a single but it's i mean it's got a solid ass guitar solo in the middle uh, really fun synth version of the song the, the original version um, is much more disco sounding Mm-hmm. Than it is pop sounding to me, so uh, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll shut up about the song because I, I really love it. But <laughs> no, it's I a do, good song. Uh, so I want to hear your number one. Cool. Uh, my number one, I th- I mean, if if you had to guess, I feel like you could get it. It is a super popular '80s song. When I think of '80s, this is probably the first song I think of that screams '80s to me. Partly. That's because it has one of, if not the greatest music videos of all time. Uh, <laughs> and it's hard for me to separate the two. I tried to when I was listening to it, but I just can't. And you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. It's like it's like the never-ending story one. You know, right. I love the movie, and I love the song, and they just heighten each other. And so I don't care. Fuck it. But my number one is Take On Me by AHA.
Mm-hmm. It's a solid it, song. It's another one of those yeah. to me that it, that is I, I, I've overexposed to it, so it's it's yeah. it's, it's lost its meaning to me. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I, I and that's not to say that it's a bad song. It is a great song, yeah. but honestly, oh. I, I don't listen to it as much anymore. It's oversaturated for a lot of people, yeah. um, but I say bring on the saturation. It's it's <laughs> one of those songs that just makes me happy, makes me feel nostalgic. It also it just it's so catchy and it moves really well uh, that like you know if it starts you know I'm gonna play that song all the way through. It's just that fucking yeah. good. So. I will say this: I'm I think I might be one of the few people that music video actually does nothing for me. Yeah, interesting. I, I think that <laughs> I I I think the song is great on its own, and to me, I have no problem separating it from the video. Huh. Huh. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can be my brother anymore. Like, I, I don't know if I want this. Oh, that's good. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. That's a hot takes, everybody. And, uh, so, and, okay, so we didn't, go we didn't do any honorable mentions. I, I don't have any honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple that I'll throw out there just because even though we, we, we should have, done it right before our ones to kind of get people all hyped up for our number ones, but whatever. We forgot to do it, I think, last time, too. Uh, uh, what I Am by Edie Brickell and the New, Bohemi- New Bohemians is a great song. That that kind of made my um, kind of honorable mentions list. Uh, I Wear My Sunglasses at Night by Corey Hart is not technically a one-hit wonder. Right. Because he actually had a song that I might have even hit number one, or it hit high, uh, and it was called Never Surrender. Um, that came out, I think it was after Why I Wear My Sunglasses at Night, but I've never even heard of that fucking song. Right. Like, the only Corey Hart song I've ever heard of is I Wear My Sunglasses at Night, and so to me, he was a one-hit wonder. Right. Um, and that song, I adore that song. Uh, and that would have been, that probably would have been battling Take On Me for the top spot if I would have ultimately, if I didn't see that he had a song that actually, like, hit number one uh, <laughs> besides that. So. I'll be honest with you, I don't love either of those songs. Real? Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, what about... Let me see. A couple of oh yeah, uh, obsession by Animotion. That's a good one. Is my uh, obsession. That one's okay. No? That one's okay. The safety dance. That 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 made my top <laughs> my twenty five when I first made it. Just because it's so fucking eighties, man. It it is. That one's that, that one's just kind of like it's it's funny factor. It is. There's a good funny factor. Well, anyway, those are a couple of my honorable mentions. But uh, okay, yeah. All right. That was our top 10 80s one-hit wonders. Please join us next time for a City by the Bay-inspired episode as we break down the 1993 movie Mrs. Doubtfire, review the 80s and 90s television series Full House, and we do a recasting of Mrs. Doubtfire using actors of today. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com or you can find us on social media by searching at BlastPastCast on both Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to support us, you can go to Patreon.com, search for Blast From Our Past, and pick a tier that works for you. So until next time, I'm John. I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. Love.
la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. Thank mm-hmm. you.